and we're live. You'll love to see it. Uh, good morning, Monty. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, but uh, hate to say it, but it's not morning anymore. Gosh dang it, you're right. I missed right, it well... by a, two hours. <laughs> Bozo. Alright, so how are you holding up? Doing good, yourself? Oh, so I had this question um, I was going to ask before, but is the mic sounding better for me? Any... Let him decide that, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. You know what? I'll bring, I'll do the disclaimer real quick, all right? Mm-hmm. So first off, we're 18-year-olds, barely adults. So we don't really know what we're talking about to like an actual PhD or college level extent, but we have our knowledge. Yeah. Our opinions can and will change. (laughs) Except for mine. They never change. (laughs) That was a joke, by the way. All All right. right. So Monty. What's up? Cheese. Oh yeah. Cheese. So, to my understanding, you're kind of in the dark about the history of cheese, correct? Well, I have a slight understanding, because I did a little bit of research on it, but you clearly are the expert. Give me your rundown, Monty. I want to hear your rundown. I don't even have it on standby, so you know what? I'll let you take the lead for this one. Alright, so we both know cheese predates recorded history. (laughs) Oh, whoa, okay, alright. But I just want to dig into some of the origin stories of cheese for a second. Because I found the Greek, and this is absolutely hilarious. Okay. So, apologies if I horribly mispronounce this name, but Aristeus is credited as the person who first made cheese. Hmm. His name literally translates to the best. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I need to like legally change my name to that. <laughs> like, who names their child? You know what? I take that back. That is a good name to name your child. The best. High expectations. It's high expectations because he meets them. I mean, she's already right. Like, perfect. But can I just well, list the domains real quick? <laughs> go ahead. This man is the patron of. Cheese making, herbal medicines, butchering, leather making, net weaving, yogurt making, butter churning, egg laying, oil pressing, sheep herding, shearing, viticulture, woodworking, weaving, pottery, and food preservation. Oh, that's, yeah, that's light work. I can do that in my sleep. But but for real, though, all that, <laughs> and his name is the best. I think there's a little, of a, there's a little something there. I'm just a bit confused about how you could have one deity with so many overlapping, like, abilities. And they're Man, all pretty much the, food. He went for the Jack of All Trades build. Mm. Like, he's also credited with being the person to first domesticate bees. So. Well, that, hmm. Like, I imagine that to be pretty interesting to like discover because like domesticate bees yeah because it, it would i think it would be different than herding like you know sheep or cows or something because with bees it's i don't know well there's just a tiny different. little box that has thousands of things that want to kill you for getting near well okay so I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure bees don't want to kill you if you get near them, obviously. Unless, like, you pose a threat to them. This is but... the natural world, Monty. Everything wants to kill you. <laughs> no, nah, this, this, okay, you know what? It's the natural world, but it's not Australia, alright? Okay. So I guess you can... get that. What are the bees like in Australia? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, bees aren't very nice here, so if they're in Australia, they're probably like, well, you know murderers yeah i just i could just imagine this bee like you step one inch into its territory you're just dead <laughs> gang so you have chosen death <laughs> okay but, but carrying on with the cheese 
All right. So apparently Britain and France have been having a cheese war. You know what? With the pizza that France makes, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, I'm just saying if I think that Britain and France, they used to be these two hulking nations powers among the world, right? You know, <laughs> medieval mm-hmm. Europe, you couldn't get past it. They had like wars that were literally the talk of people for centuries. <laughs> and now they have a cheese war. <laughs> well, I mean, you ever heard of like the emu or emu war yes. in like Australia? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the concept of that is just so funny. The fact that they had not only like an extermination event, no, they had a war. <laughs> It's just like, so funny yeah. that I swear we've brought it up before. We must have. Yeah. Wait, no, I think we did. We did. We did. Yeah, but the fact that you waste like thousands, if not tens of thousands, of government dollars to wipe out a bipedal bird, and you don't even succeed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they lost? Yeah, no, they killed like five birds and then packed up and went home. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, so they're going to declare war on emus, a bipedal bird when we have nukes, firearms, and flightless, tanks. flightless bipedal bird. <laughs> and they managed to lose? I think the reason it's technically classified as a loss is even though they killed like a dozen or so birds, they somehow managed to irrevocably damage their Lewis machine gun. <laughs> that, that, wow, that's... Was crazy, but the idea of a cheese war, though, that I mean, it's definitely funny, but it just makes me think like, what are like the little wars that we never hear about that are just oh my god, Hezekiah's history time? (laughs) Oh no, we were already doing Hez's history, but but this this is like the history within the history, so no, there was a war, I need to. I need to make sure I'm getting this right. Mm-hmm. Accuracies are important. The 335 years war. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. I think I heard about that. Maybe. So. <laughs> so. Three hundred fifty thirty-five years war. So the Dutch and the Isle of Sicily. You're aware of Sicily, right? This no, is not I'm a not. blank spot in your memory. <laughs> it is a blank spot. So that the the soccer ball that Italy's kicking. Okay. They declare war on each other. Mm-hmm. So of course the Dutch sail down there, and they fire a bunch of shots at Sicily. And they don't damage anything, and they leave. Yep. Mm-hmm. Both sides forget to make peace. <laughs> okay. So 335 years later, a random Sicilian scholar is reading through. Uh-huh. And realizes that they have not declared peace and are still technically at war. <laughs> <laughs> to keep in mind... This is 335 years? The scholar discovered this in 1986. Huh. So this war started in the 1600s. And did not declare peace until, like, almost the year 2000. So I would just like to imagine the moment the scholar just, like, learned about that. He was like, oh, hang on, if the war's still going on, then, you know, I (laughs) can... buy myself a gun and just go shoot up the place. <laughs> but I mean, seriously. It's just, it's technically the world's longest war because they've never actually it it's one of those things you only discover when you really dig into it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 335 years, two weeks, four days of war. <laughs> and like what, 50%, maybe 70% of it was not really even known about war. Oh, no, no, 99% of it. 
Oh, <laughs> hang on. There was one this. actual shot fired, and then they just left, and then everybody forgot about it for 335 years, two weeks, and four days. That's like the vibes of like when you're talking to a friend, but no one wants to like say the first word, so you're just sitting there. <laughs> 335 years later. So, uh, and then like, someone, just, someone just sends a message like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I was like, dang, bro, I thought you died. I love this quote from the article. Despite the uncertain validity of the declaration of war, and thus the uncertainty about whether or not a state of war even actually existed, peace was finally <laughs> declared in 1986 to bring an yeah. end to any hypothetical war that might have legally been considered to exist. <laughs> I, like how the war, I like how the actual battling was so short to the point of where they think it's a hypothetical war. <laughs> It was like, nah, nah, this clearly wasn't real. <laughs> well, seriously, like, it was literally both sides being that awkward friend who can't talk. Because they're just saying, like, are we at war? <laughs> <laughs> are, are we at war? <laughs> I just that, just, that's just a sentence that you would never really expect to hear from a country. Just, are we at Ah, uh, it's just hilarious, but back to cheese actually back to war and cheese (laughs) so do you know who Charles de Gaulle is never heard of him so you know how when Hitler took over France (laughs) um they had that free France that fought on for a little while yes yeah that's Charles de Gaulle he's a French general okay I need your opinion on one of his quotes really quick. Okay. Well, you... Oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, you could. Charles de Gaulle is asking you personally, Monty. Oh. How can you govern a country in which there are 246 kinds of cheese? Uh, well, I mean, like you would any other country? (laughs) I mean... I mean, don't get me wrong. Cheese is amazing, but I mean, what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how would you govern a country with how many, how much cheese? He said 246 kinds of cheese. I mean, you would do it like any other. No. I'm just saying, there's an international dairy association. No way. It's actually, Inter- it's not even an association. It's the International Dairy Federation. You had me at International Dairy. <laughs> Which implies, Inter- yeah. International. That's crazy. International. And the fact that it's this federation implies that governmental documents have been signed to join this federation. Of cheese. Of cheese. <laughs> Oh yeah, I just want to remind you guys right quick that I'm the, uh, you know, I'm the smartest idiot. He's the dumbest genius. Hence the reason why he knows so much stuff. And I'm just sitting here like, huh? There's, there's so much stuff about cheese. <laughs> I Which, mean, yeah. I mean, it's cheese. I mean, if I was going to towards something more productive, maybe I would be somewhere. <laughs> Nah, 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 listen. We're recording a podcast, so first off, that's productive. And second off, we're talking about cheese. I spent, what, two, three hours of my life learning everything I could about cheese for this. Okay. And now I know that there are 500 kinds of cheese, according to the International Dairy Federation. Okay, you know what? Maybe you should dedicate your life to something more useful. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny. I've been reading so many articles, and you know that way people try to talk scientifically, but they yeah. just sounds ridiculous at its face. Right, kind of. right here, man. Some attempts have been made to rationalize the classification of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> we at Harvard have been trying to rationalize the categorization of cheese. <laughs> Well, it's like, I was reading this the other day. You know how there's all those, like, really 
stupid government funded stuff. Yeah. Sometimes. Apparently, mm-hmm. it it's Harvard. They wanted to do a study on lizards because of the impact of like tornadoes and lizards getting ripped off trees from high winds and stuff. That makes sense, right? Okay. Yeah. So the theory is, okay, we need to test how wizards... Uh, wizards. Lizards. <laughs> no wizards today. There's no Gandalf clinging onto a tree today, alas. But lizards clinging onto trees, how like long can they hold on during high winds, okay? Mm-hmm. So they get $75,000 from the U.S. government to put lizards on trees and then shoot leaf blowers at them. Okay. And see, time how long it takes them to fall off. Okay. Um, my first question, why? <laughs> why do they need to know this? If, I mean, if they're trying to, like, oh, we're trying to create a technology that makes something, like, a very strong adhesive or something, that would make sense, but if it's just, like, eh, we're curious... <laughs> That's like a the taxpayers' money going into finding out how long a lizard can stay on a tree while a leaf blower blows on it. Imagine the guy who had to walk up to the U.S. government grant office and say that, like, uh, hello, sir? Uh, can we get some money for some leaf blowers really quick? That guy must have been super brave to just walk <laughs> up and just be, so, uh, hey, uh, I think, like, I would say Donald Trump was the president that time. I would, no, I this was guess. happening like a few days ago. Oh! In this year, in this current year, I believe. Okay, well, I'm just going to imagine like, he walked straight up to Joe Biden himself. It's like, so, oh, you know what? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> the response Biden. was, come on, man, slaps down $75,000 on his desk. Like, listen, man. I need I need a bunch of money for leaf blowers for what? We need to see if um these lizards will blow off the trees if we blow leaf if we blow wind at them. Uh, okay. You I know like what? to think that the agreement was that Biden was like, if you blow the lizards off the trees at the White House, because they scare me. <laughs> <laughs> Not throwing any hate at Biden, but he has some very funny moments. I don't know, man. I don't know. What were we talking about to start this all off? We were talking about cheese and then about how... uh, Oh, they have a federation, an international federation of cheese. Speaking of which, their research on cheese is fascinating. Uh, Apparently, in 2012, cheese was the most shoplifted item in the United States. Huh? You could no, choose the like, anything, Monty, that you could get from a store for free, technically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna choose? Oh yeah, I want to choose like a like a TV, maybe a watch, maybe something that's you know high yield. Cheese. Cheese. Cheese, obviously. Which gives me the implication that some guy's, like, walking out, the security guard's like, hey, what's that under your shirt? Hits it, just dozens of packs of cheese sticks falls out. Here's the thing. Why? Like, someone has to make a conscious choice. Like, I could steal anything. I could steal a phone. I could steal a watch. I could steal, like, literally anything, but nah. We're gonna steal cheese. I just... It's precisely what you're talking about. Margins, right? What's mm-hmm. so special about cheese? <laughs> well, actually, I do know what's special about cheese. I don't think you're ready for this, Monty. I'm not. Do you know cheese technically contains chemicals similar to morphine? All right. You know what? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you continue. So cheese contains essentially trace amounts of morphine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which means, technically, cheese acts as a painkiller. <laughs> okay, you know what? That's, uh... That's... So, people just eating a bunch of cheese to numb the pain of their life? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a reason why the, like, 
guy who comes out of the mart has just a dozen sticks of cheese sticks under his shirt because he's just trying to drown out his life. He's just like, Officer, listen, man, it's better than alcohol, alright? <laughs> I gotta drown my problem somehow. But it just gives me this cursed image of, like, they're at a hospital. It's like the pain's not gonna be bad enough to use an anesthetic. Just get the cheese sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Give this man some cheese. The nurse just, like, rips open a hidden wall compartment, just takes out a handful of cheese sticks, shoves them down the patient's mouth. Alright, the surgery can begin. <laughs> Alright, so we have our uh, anti-pain meds, so let's, uh, Let's give it a little bit of the the pain meds are effective, but it needs like a little 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 touch, right? So we're just gonna add some cheese there. But continue on. Sir, we're losing him. Add the ricotta. <laughs> Wait, hang on. I said continue. I continue with the thing, not continue with the joke. But nah, this man said I need fifty cc's of parmesan in this ward right now. Somebody get me some Parmesan. He's going under. <laughs> He's flat mighty. Get the Gouda. <laughs> just, instead of defibrillators, the guy just rubbing two slices of cheese together and slapping it on his chest. You know, since we're here, since we're here, what kind of cheese is your favorite? Okay. I have a very disgusting taste in food. Oh. So... One of my favorite things to do is you take a slice of, like, that smoked provolone, right? A really good mm-hmm. provolone. Yeah. And you spread strawberry jam on it. What the <laughs> heck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You had me at provolone. You lost me at spread jam. Come on. And then just eat it. It's beautiful. No, it's not. I told you, no. I'm a very cursed being. You are a very cursed being. How do you just... In- can you just, like, enjoy the cheese without the jam? Just like, <laughs> oh, I have cheese. Like, how, how did you even discover that? Just like, oh, yeah, let me get some cheese. You know what? How about I put some jam on it? <laughs> like, how did you discover that? Okay, so, licorice, actually. A lot of food oh. items being mentioned today. But there, I had some strawberry licorice. Mm-hmm. And I ate it, and it stuck to my teeth. And then I ate some provolone. Okay. Tasted really good. And so from that point on, I put strawberry jam on my provolone. Okay, that's incredible. Well, I'll, I'll, have, to, I'll, I'll have to agree <laughs> that provolone is indeed the best. Next ah. to American cheese, just because of how it's. Well, no, cheddar, not American. Well, American just... cheese isn't cheese, Monty. <laughs> yeah. It clearly isn't. It's but, wax that kind of looks, tastes, possibly smells like cheese. It's I don't even know. It's not. It's not cheese. It's made by America, so there's no way it's actually cheese. Yeah, it's it's just sad when you look at some of this, like cheese manufacturing processes. Like when mm-hmm. you get those American singles. That really isn't cheese. It's like 55% salt. <laughs> yeah, I heard somewhere, um, like, someone took, like, um, some cheese out of a McDonald's cheeseburger, I think. Oh. They got, like, a, I think it was a, a blowtorch or something. They basically got the cheese. They tried to melt it, but it blackened. It didn't melt. It blackened. Well... I think the only problem with that is you're using a blowtorch on a slice of cheese. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> this you is think approaching, like, the stupid leaf blower trees with lizards levels I mean, of why. <laughs> I mean, you would think the cheese would melt, right? I mean, how close to the blowtorch was it? <laughs> okay, it wasn't, like, directly on the flame. It was, like, the, I would say maybe a foot away. Nah, like Monty, nah, if I, I point a blowtorch at you, are you going to melt? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends if it's hot or not. But, <laughs> but just pointing an unlit blowtorch at you just starts melting into nothingness. No, I just start collapsing and panicking. Just like, oh, it's a blowtorch. 
<laughs> okay, so we get that um, cheese has morphine, so it can be used kind of like a substitute for pain meds, but can it actually be used as a substitute? Well, I mean, Monty, you can technically substitute a fork for an electrical plug. Doesn't mean you whoa, should. Whoa, 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 hang on. <laughs> hang on now. Don't be giving people ideas now. No, no, uh, do not do that. Yeah, it's um, technically possible, but you shouldn't. Do it. Do No, I'm kidding. Do not do that. That is, that is not going to be good for you. Nor should you use a bathtub and a toaster. I need to find a... But what happens if I want to have some delicious fresh toasty bread in my bathtub to put my cheese on? Well, you see, man, what you need to do is you need to do the toast, and then you go into the bathtub. Do not bring the toaster with you. But then it's going to be told and soggy toast. You know what? You're right. You got to bathe with the toaster. You got to clean it. <laughs> the not bathe with toasters. Warning. Yeah, the... <laughs> This is this is a joke. Do not bathe with toasters. You will die, and that's not a challenge. Why did you hesitate, Monty? <laughs> because I had to, like, I hesitated whether or not I should say it. Because I take stuff like that as a challenge. Like people say, "Oh yeah, you'll die if you eat fifty chicken nuggets." Is that a challenge? <laughs> I'll eat fifty chicken nuggets and I'll live. Because I would just like imagine, just like someone listening to this, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah." I'm going to take a bath with a toaster, and I'm going to look... And they, they're just dead. But, on to it's another topic. Of 50 chicken nuggets. It's not dead. Well, of course, I was an over-exaggeration. Speaking of, yesterday, I had a 20-piece chicken nugget from McDonald's. It is completely off-topic, but I have to say, that was divine. Really? Yeah, really. I mean, the cheese might not be real, but what's up with the nugs, Monty? That's what I'm saying. The nuggets are good. But so the fries are thing? actually made of chicken? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm eating like some lamb, some dog, <laughs> and a little bit of chicken. So, so what you do is you put out some of the cheese on the ground out back. Whatever comes to eat it, yeah, you just take that, put it in the grinder. Congratulations, chicken nugget. <laughs> Occasionally we get a lost toddler. We don't talk about that. No, we're going to talk about that. He gets put in the blender, too. (laughs) It's not even one of those industrial, like, grinders. It literally is just the Will It Blend blender. (laughs) (laughs) Toss Toss the child into the blender. Okay, but back on topic, though. So, can be used as a substitute for pain meds. I mean, technically, but I wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, I, I would say, like, it also depends on how much morphine is actually in. Well, that's what cheese. I'm talking about. Like, how much morphine's in cheese? Well, let's look at it right now. How much morphine in cheese? I would have to, like, to estimate that it wouldn't be a lot. My qualities. Because, like, if it was a lot of morphine, then it probably wouldn't be going on shelves or being right. sold. So that's casomorphins, which is exactly what the, uh, it's, a, it's similar to morphine. Okay. So how much casomorphins in cheese? Because, like, if it's possible that cheese has, like, a lot of morphine in it, or at least, like, enough to be a substitute for pain meds, then that would bring, like, a lot of questions onto the board. Like, should modern medicine just oh. adopt cheese? Oh, okay. You found something. Since cheese is processed to uh, remove all the liquid, so milk has uh, a similar effect, right? Yeah. Because it's got casomorphins in it. But what okay. you're doing when you make cheese is you're concentrating it. So it's a... So, yeah? You're saying that it's pure morphine? But here's the thing. The process for making dairy, like milk, into cheese 
very similar to turning a certain drug into a certain other kind of drug. Okay. Which is why some people call cheese dairy crack. <laughs> okay. See, I was going to ask, like, oh, what drug are you talking about? But nah, you just out it. <laughs> okay. So. Which means it's highly concentrated. M- maybe not enough to, like, do it, but it is actually possible to get addicted to cheese from eating too much. Holy crap. You know what? No wonder they had a cheese war. <laughs> the USDA addic- now recommends consumer limit- consumers limit themselves to an ounce of cheese a day or risk addiction. <laughs> Of, how much is an ounce of cheese? Ounce of cheese, it's a sixteenth of a pound, Monty. That is like one American, well, it's not American cheese slice. One provolone cheese slice. I was watching a YouTuber, Doug Doug. Have you heard of him? Yep. Uh, he was eating a bunch of cheese and he ate like one fourth of a pound. So if he isn't addicted, then you guys out there who are smoking, you have hope. Just, just don't get addicted to cheese. I mean, it's better than getting addicted to other things, but... Okay, yeah, that's fair. Not by much. <laughs> no, I would have to... Uh, uh, actually, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it actually is by a large margin, but then I was like, you know, if, like... Heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well... Hmm. Oh, never mind. I was thinking like it also depends on the type of cheese, but nah. Well, they do say but... soft cheeses have more uh, case of morphines than hard cheese. So, hard. If you cheese. like your mozzarella. <laughs> oh. Oh, you're screwed. <laughs> All right, we're back onto the history of cheese. Actually, that brings us up to modern day, where, uh, well, close to modern day. Um. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting line in some of the original versions of the Scrooge uh, play. You know, okay. Uh, Christmas Carol? I think I've heard, yeah, I've heard about that. Where he attributes the visage of his friend who is enchained and being dragged to heck to eating okay. cheese before bed. Okay, that makes sense. Now, what's funny is this is based on an actual superstition of early 1900s England, wherein they thought if you ate cheese, you would have nightmares. (laughs) You know what? This is definitely going to go off topic, but you know what? Like, like, I don't even know, like 300 years ago or 600, people were stupid. Oh, let me rephrase that. The knowledge they had. No, not not even the knowledge. Just their logic clearly must have been stupid. You see, just if like she the... sinks, she's a witch. I mean, if she floats, she's a witch. If she sinks, she's innocent. <laughs> like, like they used inductive reasoning like it was going out of fashion. Like, they, used, they didn't really use deductive reasoning, but the few that did, they were, like, you know, ostracized. Like, let me give an example. Like, um, let's see. The whole spontaneous generation with the meat experiment, for instance. Like, people thought, like, oh, yeah, if there's flies there, then the flies just spawn from the meat, and the frogs spawn from the water. But nah, some dude was like, are you sure it's just not like, you know, the flies are attracted to the meat? Like, oh, humans are, you know, attracted to food? (laughs) Well, it's just interesting, because... I think it's funny that as time went on, we got further and further from believing that real life was the Matrix until this point. Back then, it was just accepted. <laughs> Back <laughs> there's then, some meat. Oh, developer's gonna spawn some flies right there. <laughs> oh, I just man. like to imagine, like, the people, like, way back, like, when they thought, not really that the Earth was flat, that the Earth was, like, the center of the universe... Yeah, I would like to imagine or just think that they had like no real idea of what lies beyond anything. Well, they might have actually had a pretty decent concept of it. Well, I would say they would have like an idea, but wouldn't really be accurate. Mm. A lot of people believe that Mars actually passed much closer to Earth in previous orbits than it does now because Mars is moving away from our orbit. 
So a lot of people believe that that whole like blood moon and all that is legit just at one point in time Mars was just really big in our sky. <laughs> just really close then. Okay. Yeah. So So would that mean that it would like overpass the moon or it would just show up randomly? I mean, I hope it's not overpassing the moon and Mars is going to collapse into the Earth and destroy it. You know, okay, you know what, that's fair. <laughs> it somehow manages to overlap the moon. We have more problems to worry about than a blood moon. Oh no, the moon's red! Oh no, France is gone! <laughs> oh, wait. No, okay, this is going to get, like, very theoretical. Okay. If, like, uh, I think you said Mars, right? If yeah. Mars was... Like at the moon's distance from us, it would it would probably like we would probably die really quickly. Well, it's definitely just because... going to walk up the tides. Well, I would say because of like just gravity alone, they would start ripping each other apart. Mm. Then we just have a mar moon. <laughs> we have a Mormon. <laughs> we would have the average Mormon <laughs> in the sky. No, I'm trying to think of how you word that. Jeez, Mars, Moon, Moomar just sounds bad. Well, it would also be the co- a combination of Earth as well, because it would also be scrapping the Earth, because it will be, like, that close. I mean, we can Earth. use a little less Earth sometimes, though. <laughs> no, we need more Earth! <laughs> See how people are polluting the world. You know what? No, we don't need le- more Earth. We need less pollution. Really, the solution is less people, but nobody. <laughs> you see, everyone laughs when I pose the idea that cannibalism solves everything. <laughs> no, Monty. Not again. <laughs> you can't put this off forever, my friend. We all know eating people solves both homelessness, world hunger, and overpopulation. You see... The central flaw of your argument is that you said both for three things. Hey, they don't call me the smartest idiot for nothing. (laughs) But still, I... Like, if I were to take that approach of, like, cannibalism into account, like, if I were to think very hard on that, I would say that it honestly probably wouldn't work. Because, first off, you would have to make sure that people are okay with eating another person. Which, no. But... But assuming that they are... Like, like, crazy people. Human... Doesn't have a lot of meat on them. Like, compared to a cow? Yeah. And then, well, unless, you know, you're fat, but... (laughs) (laughs) I've heard stories about sharks, like, specifically not eating people because of the fact that people are so salty. <laughs> and then, like, but crocodiles, no, nah, they'll eat a human because they'll eat anything. There's this shark getting ready to, care, uh, to eat a Karen. No, 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 man. That thing's way too salty for you. Like, <laughs> high sodium? No, 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 no. Like, I don't... Because the thing is... If it's a shark, that means they're in salt water, correct? Yes. That well, means they're most dirt. of the time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. Most <laughs> of the time, they're in salt water, right? Mm-hmm. So if they bite a human and they say, "Oh, that's too salty," then that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> we as the human race are just too salty for life. It's <laughs> like keep in mind, like. That's salt water they're swimming in. That's like a dude who's like, you know, used to living in Antarctica, walks into your house, he's just like, oh wow, it's cold in here. Takes a bite. Why is this watermelon filled with water? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? That reminds me. So a lot of people, they um, seem to have quote-unquote beef with watermelon. Not beef, but... They say watermelon isn't really special because it just tastes like water with a little bit of sugar. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say that my mom, she she put, she put made, not really made watermelon, but she 
prepared it very elegantly. That's right, prepared watermelon. What she does is she gets the watermelon, cuts it, lets it age like uh, like maybe a day or two out so it can get warm. Just just a little bit. So that way like it can age a bit, get the juice going. And then you refrigerate it, then you eat it, and then it's just beautiful. Really? You age watermelon? Only by like a day or two. Hardly well, can even call it aging, but it is aging. I'm just surprised that your age like you can age that. Like it feels like fruit flies would get to that. Well, you don't just like keep it on the open. You would put like a container on like in a container or something. Interesting. I mean, you couldn't do that with a banana. <laughs> Those things I mean, exist for longer than five seconds. They just turn into a puddle. Man, I I hate bananas. I mean, I love eating bananas, but I just hate them. Just because of the fact that they're either green or they're rotten. <laughs> well, a banana feels like, like a fruit that's just trying to make it inconvenient for you to eat it. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm going to be unripe for weeks. I will be ripe for one day, and not even a whole day, like an hour of that day. (laughs) And then I will become the worst thing you've ever eaten. On top of that, I also have this special casing that you have to remove in just the right way or else I'll become mushy. On top of that, I'm also (laughs) going to be one of the hardest crops to grow and ship. So you can only have it if there's bananas nearby. And on top of that, I'm also going to be incredibly temperamental as to whether one banana is actually going to taste comparatively better than another. Like, they're going to be wildly different. Really? I never knew bananas taste different. Well, it's because bananas are a very inconsistent fruit. Taste one, oh, it's pretty good. You taste another, what the heck just happened? You know? Man, we we were getting so off topic, but since we're on the cheese special, we can freestyle. So, water. It's beautiful, amazing. Bottled water is stupid. Mm. All right, we got Fiji water. They're selling things. Like, oh yeah, this water was obtained from Mount Fiji. We got only the best chemicals in it, or something. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we got this straight from the you know, Mountain Fiji next to a river with it running down the mountain. So it has the best taste and it tastes like water. <laughs> I admit I'm a bit on the actual pro certain bottle water side because okay. I do think there's a difference in taste. <laughs> oh, no. There is, there is I get certain brands unmentioned every time. Because I just really like the taste of their water. Mm-hmm. That says something about me as a person. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I just like certain brands of bottled water better than others. And certain ones can just go to heck because they taste like the water out of a hose in the back of a gas station. <laughs> okay, what brand of water is your favorite? Depending on your answer will determine whether or not I bully you. Mm, okay, so... I think it was Smart Water. Okay, good choice. Very good choice. If you were to say Alkaline, we would have had problems. (laughs) So I did some research on water to determine, like, why do they taste different? Mm -hmm. And it has to do with acidity. Well, not entirely with acidity. But the taste definitely, the acidity has something to do with the taste, for sure. So, alkaline water is pretty acidic. And the taste of it is objectively, no, subjectively terrible. That's Hmm. stupid. Alkaline water is acidic? Well, not like highly acidic. Well, no, because on the acid scale, alkaline and acid are on the opposite sides of the scale. Okay. Alkaline is supposed to be the opposite of an acid, so why is the water that's named after the opposite of acid acidic? Okay, you're going to talk for a second while I research alkaline water for a second. I just... I really do not get the acidic scale generally. Why does it feel like all 
science measurements, they go by orders of magnitude rather than addition. Like, have you noticed that, Monty? Mm-hmm. Like, it's... for example, decibels. You'd think that 10 decibels, it's like, oh, it's like going from 10 to 20. It's double, right? No, it's 10 times for some reason. Doesn't make sense. How's okay. the research in alkaline water doing? Okay, I was mistaken. <clears throat> so it's more base. Okay. I had to. I had to. Basic water. Yeah, I had to look that up because the moment you said alkaline is very base, oh, <laughs> based, I had to basically, you know, verify. But yes, alkaline is more base. That's funny. Than normal water. The amount of times you've said "based" has made it lose all meaning. <laughs> see, I saying "base," but then I just like, nah, it's based. Honestly, we, we can't just do that here. All right, back on topic with the uh, modern day cheese. Okay, so cheese, cheese. There's actually a this whole thing about sleep might actually be onto something. Because Involved. there was a study okay. by the British Cheese Board, of course. Okay. Well, okay. Hang on. How did we get here? We were like, oh, yeah, there might be something to the sleep study that was posted out. Oh, yeah. So, um, in the International Society of Cheese. Okay, carry on, though. They actually did a study to test, okay, does cheese influence dreams? No, 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 no. While nope. apparently it didn't have an effect on how often dreams occurred. Okay. People who adjusted cheese before sleep had insanely bizarre and vivid dreams. No. <laughs> no. So, if you Please. want to experience your dreams in 4K HD with surround sound, <laughs> eat some cheese beforehand. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. They they theorize that it's because of its high saturated fat content, but they actually don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I hope it's just a correlation thing. Or it's just like, oh yeah, people who like to eat cheese a lot happen to like eating this type of food. I, I that hope that it's actually causation. Because I would love to just shove a handful of like shredded mozzarella into my face, and then be able to come up with a plot for the next Michael Bay movie. <laughs> wow. You got two and one there, huh? Not only did you diss my boy Michael Bay, you also managed to just... Man, that, that, that's funny, though. That, so, Michael Bay, he made Transformers, right? Yes. Have you watched okay. it? Uh... Yeah, I've watched, I think, most of them. I've forgotten about most of them because, well, they're just action. But, yeah. Uh Interesting. And your thoughts on Michael Bay? Well, on him in general, I have no thoughts on him because I don't know him. But on the movies, like specifically the Transformer movies, they lack story. Well, no, they have story, but... Good writing, I would say. Their story is lacking. They don't lack story. Yeah. Like, the all spark optimist. Okay, so, anywho. So, I don't know who it was that made or directed the new Bumble, not new, but the Bumblebee movie, the most recent one. Mm -hmm. But whoever did, did way better than the other Transformer movies. I've never watched Bumblebee, but apparently you have. Yeah. Because it's, like, pretty... uh, tightly packed story. The stakes are... They're not very high, but they're... Well, yeah, they're, they're like, world level, but not, like, Avengers-type world level. We're, like, you know... Hmm. A whole country is... Fu- that is stupid. That is... Cr- <laughs> That is stupid. A whole city was falling in Age of Ultron, but I digress. So, 
yeah, the stakes were pretty high. They managed it pretty well. And the story was pretty simple. It was between, you know, it was like a, the normal story of like a human and their dog, right? Bumblebee was a dog, whoever her name was the human. And, <laughs> okay. And that story, like they managed to do, I would say, mediocre, pretty good, but it was compared to like the other movies. Transformer movies, to be exact, those were that. That was a masterpiece in comparison. Mm. So it's all all in the eye of the beholder. Well, yes, but then that also goes into like, is beauty actually in the eye of the beholder, or is it more oh, objective? I think. I think that's next episode. <laughs> okay, okay, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> And I have run out of things to say about cheese, so Monty, okay. I think it's time. Well, yeah, so for the Monty minute, all right. What do you I... have for? Well, I'm figuring. Can you explain the entire plot of the Bumblebee movie in under a minute? <laughs> wait, no, wait, no, please, please, have mercy on me, man. Your time starts in three, wait, two, no, okay, one. okay, okay, go. Okay, so it starts off with Bumblebee. He's coming back from um the planet. I don't know what the heck, heck the planet was called. So he basically crashes down. Some Decepticons chase after him, trying to kill him because they're trying to uh, find out where the heck he went. So uh, they took his voice box. Man can't speak anymore. whoop de doop So <laughs> now um, he basically turns into a car because his battery was low. So then he meets this random girl. She drives him around like she's a car because he is a car in this point and then basically she he transforms out of nowhere into, inside the house after he gets charged up and full of gas or whatever and then they continue on yada 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 she meets her boy and then uh suddenly decepticons decide hey we're gonna have you guys a visit and then basically start wrecking making a bunch of stuff happen and then john cena is there who was like a general for some reason and he basically yeah. is like oh yeah i'm gonna follow what the uh, what the decepticons say and then at the end they end up having a huge battle and then bumblebee wins and then uh, stuff happens <clears throat> two seconds left on the clock monty Whoa! <laughs> yeah didn't give a good psyops of what happened but you know what i'll take what i can get something happened john cena was in there it was beautiful. <laughs> Decepticons, Bumblebee, John Cena. It was beautiful. <laughs> My dog is snoring very loudly right now. He is adorable. I think I can kind of hear him. Yeah, you can. I want to wake him up just to mess with him. Okay, but... Well, that concludes the Monty Minute for today. Monty. Well, you want to send us off? Hmm. Sure, I'll send us off. <clears throat> so, if you like the video, be sure to like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right. But real though, this is the smartest idiot. He's the dumbest genius, and we had fun messing with you guys today on this cheese special. We will see you all next time. Bye-bye.